This is Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. It says straight out of the scripture. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ears to hear. The Lord has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. May that be your portion in Jesus' name. I couldn't wait to get to this uh, message today. Yes. And I got everything ready to preach. And then I was praying this morning. And the Spirit of God was just downloading things into my spirit. Uh, The same subject. And I want to share with you. Some of us have a good understanding of this. Probably what you need to do. There are a lot of people who are in need out there. Give them knowledge. Give them hope. If you already know, maybe God can show you a little bit more and you can take it. It's not just for church. We come to church so that we are filled. And after we are filled in church, we take what God has given to us, we take it out into the marketplace and to reach out to those people, to bring them in to our God. That's my purpose in life. That's all I want to do. That's what my wife wants to do. We want to reach people for Christ. I don't have anything else to live for. There's nothing that's important anymore. It's to follow God, to win people for Christ, so that they can make it into heaven. That's what is important. And to teach the truth, just the way it is. Whether people like it or they don't like it, that's not my job. I stay with what God says. And, and, and the Bible says, precept must be upon precept. You must study the Bible. Sometimes, what you believe in the past can change. And if you're not willing to change when God's saying this is the word and you understand it, but you're willing, not willing to change, you rejected me. Jesus said, if you are not with me, you are against me. If he doesn't open your eyes to it, you're fine. Because he hasn't revealed it to you. But once it's revealed to you, you have the obligation to obey. You have that obligation to obey. So that's the key things. I'd like to start this morning still talking about the Holy Spirit. Because I think if we are going to have a revival in this country and around the world, we cannot leave the Holy Spirit out of it. He is the one in charge of the church. Jesus is no longer here. He says, I will give you another comforter. I will give you another helper. He was the helper. And when he left, he gave us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been here with us up till this very day. But the Bible says the time is going to come when he will be taken off. And that's when the Antichrist will come. But he is in charge. And no pastor, no believer can live a Christian life outside of him. He is the Holy Spirit. You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. It's got to be through the Holy Spirit. And the church has neglected him. And sometimes I hear the word, it. Referring to the Holy Spirit, these people don't have understanding. God is a spirit. There is no other God. God is a spirit. The Holy Spirit, He is God. You have to honor the Holy Spirit because He is God, just like the Father. He is God, and we need to honor Him. You know, in Ezekiel chapter 36, Verse 25, it says, then I will. I like it when God says, I will. Because nobody's going to stop him. 
You can't stop him. I will. And he's done that. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. No doubt about it. Are you sitting here this morning? You need cleansing? Hey, God says he will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you will be clean. Nobody can stop it. Nobody. You will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness. How many of your filthiness? All of them. Will he do it? Yes. He cannot lie. All we have to do is believe him. That's all. That's the label. Some people came to Jesus and said, we want to do, what can we do to do the works of God? He says, believe on him whom he has sent. Your labor is believing. It's believing that gets you to your destiny. That's what's going to do it. Don't question the word. This knowledge is too wonderful for me, but I accept it. Because God has said it. And that's the truth. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Everything that had a hold of your life, God says, I will take them out of your life. You will no longer have desire for those things because they are gone. God took them away. As far as the east is from the west, they're gone. All you need to believe. Don't hold on to them. All you need to do is believe it. That's all you need to do. He says, I will give you, I will give you a new heart. Your old heart will go away because God has promised he's going to give you a new heart. And he cannot lie. You didn't ask him to. That was his own prerogative. He decided, I'm going to do that for you. And all I need you is accept it and believe it. That's all I need from you. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. A new heart and a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. In other words, before you were, to, you were totally unresponsive. But now you can respond when God says yes, you can hear his voice. You can feel him. Totally responsive to God. When he says something to you, you can hear him. Before you couldn't. You couldn't respond. You had a heart of stone. There is no way to respond. Stones don't respond. But God says, I will take that away from you and I'll give you a heart of flesh. The one that feels. And then he says, I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit inside of you. And notice what it says. And I will make you, cause you. You got no choice about this. When you believe, he will make you. All of a sudden, you just want to do right. It's not like he's forcing you. Your heart is changed. You just want to do what's acceptable. You don't care what anybody thinks. All you want to do is to please him. Because he's giving you a heart of flesh. But he says, he will put his spirit in you, and then he will make you. People don't realize God is the one that's doing this. No one can take credit. He does it. When he comes in, he's himself. He can't be somebody else when he comes into your life. He's going to express himself. Holy. Amen. And if he's not holy, we know he's not there. (laughs) 
If you start doing crazy stuff and, and insist on doing it, we know he's not there. Or you locked him in a room and say, please don't come out of there. Stay there. I welcome you, but stay in that room. But notice what the scripture says. He says, I'll give you a new heart and new spirit. That's your new wine skin. Get that? That's your new wine skin. <laughs> the new wine skin still needs wine in it. Right? It's a new wine skin. I wouldn't know. It's right there. It's a new wine skin. But you need to pour in the wine. The wine can be around you, but not yet in you. You have to receive the wine inside of you before it can be a part of your life. You, if you don't have the wine inside of you, you can't be intoxicated. Hello? You got to take it in. You got to take it in. You know, Jesus said, Go therefore into the world. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore into the world, into, um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe what? All things. All things. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. To teach them not just to listen to all things, but to observe all things that I've commanded you. It's amazing today how preachers can just come up and say, we don't want to do that anymore. Even though it's scripture. We don't accept that anymore. Because we believe if we stop doing that, we're going to have more members. I'm not concerned about more members. I'm not going to give members to God. He has them. I don't own anybody. You don't have to be at the Ark Fellowship. If God doesn't want you here. But if he wants you here, you better stay. Because if you go somewhere else, you'll be like Jonah to them. They'll throw you out in the boat. I'm sorry. You cause them so much trouble. They are ready to get rid of you. <laughs> but if God asks you to be here, stay. You go somewhere else. And if God doesn't want you here, please don't stay. We'll throw you out the boat. We don't want Jonah with us when God's calling you to be somewhere else. But you have an option inside of you that tells you, I'm home. Stay and grow. Get into the work. I'm talking to a pastor in Georgia. I want to go there. I want to share with the members because they don't seem to get, have understanding. They think it's a church pastor. No. You were born into God's house to make the house grow. Be fruitful and multiply. Not just the pastor, the whole church. We got it all wrong. We got it all wrong. But listen to what he says. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. But listen, 1 Corinthians 14, back to my message, verse 39, it says, Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Is that for the church? Is that for the church? 
or it's just for their generation. Don't forbid it. The church has forbidden it. Ministers forbid it. They have their reasons why they don't want to do it anymore. But God says in his word, don't forbid that. And they knowingly ignore what God has said. And they are going with their own understanding. The Bible says, do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I don't care what you think. That's scripture. Scripture is the word of God. The word of God is God. You disallow it, you disallow God. In your life. They just take, I mean, it's no big deal for them. We don't want anybody speaking in tongues in our church. What? The Holy Spirit says not to forbid it. Don't forbid it. And they've made institutions out of it. We don't want that. You can decide what God, God is God. He's not going to change his mind because you don't believe what he says. You want to do your own thing. He's not going to change his mind. He's the truth. And God doesn't ask you to do something that will not benefit you. It's not for him. It's really for your life. And Satan doesn't want it, so he wants to kick it out of your life so you can never get to your destiny. That's what the enemy does. Where did they come about? The Bible is very clear. Don't forbid speaking in tongues. Now, a whole denomination don't. And we think it's okay. God's not going to change his mind. He's not. And in my mind, I really don't care what anybody thinks. I know this is what the word says. And if you want the best for your life, you better comply. Because one day, he's going to require it from you. You knew it and you rejected it. And when you reject it, you reject the Son of God. Because he's the word of God. Don't mean to be harsh, but it's really painful to see what the church is doing. If we want revival and we want the move of the Holy Spirit, how can you move... Allow the Holy Spirit move when you've stopped one of his manifestations. We don't want that in our church. Yeah, well, basically you say, we don't want the Holy Spirit in our church. Well, just have your social gathering. That's all you're going to have. When those that God has ordained there that have a hunger for him, they will leave and find a place where they can get, get what God is calling them. But those that just want to play church and just play games with God and just go to church... Okay, God will maintain that. It's up to you. But in my mind, at this stage, uh-uh. Either you want to serve God, serve Him. Yeah, the Ark Fellowship, another church, we're all one. doesn't matter to me. doesn't matter where you go. But follow the truth. And don't have deceiving spirits telling lies and hypocrisy where people whose hearts and be sealed with the hot iron of the devil, and they tell lies to Christians. And then you can never grow. You're reading with depression, uncertainty. You don't even know anything. You're not sure of anything. You don't even know your God. You never haven't heard his word one day. You haven't ever heard his voice. Why? Because you have not been taught right, or you rejected the truth. We got to go back to the basics. What God has given to us. That's what is needed. Don't forgive. Don't prophesy. Think about it. Somebody who says desire to prophesy. You see that? Did you see that? Is that for every Christian? If you can't speak, is that written for us? You don't even think about it. There is no desire for prophesy. 
if you don't speak in tongues, which is just a given, how are you going to desire to prophesy? And that's what was written by Paul to the all the churches. Something is wrong. We need to wake up and go back to the gospel and do what's right. You know, after this, by the grace of God, I'm going to teach our church some of the things God has shown me concerning the gifts of the Spirit. I need to see them. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. We have changed. The church has changed. And we want to do our own thing. And we expect him, you are God, you love us, you got to accept what we want. It's not going to happen that way. You are not God. Comply with the word. Young or old, comply with what God says. I know what they say, speaking in tongues, is, I mean, transform my life. I can tell you the truth. Transform me. When I pray, sometimes I pray for an hour. Mostly in tongues. And I can tell you when I'm consistent because of no business for a long period of time, I see things happen like crazy things. I mean, I can jump into things that I have no clue of. In fact, I started teaching a gifts class, the gifts of the Spirit. My pastor was like, you're going to do this? What do you know about this? But before long, in that one classroom, back in Georgia, in that one classroom, there were gifts of the Spirit like crazy. Pastor was telling me, the people came into church and were manifesting the gifts to the point where pastor couldn't preach. Pastor said, you got to tell them to quit. <laughs> pastor, tell, tell them to quit. And Angela, you know Angela, Angela, not my wife, and she, we prophesied, they prophesied, not me, some people prophesied over her, and she rolled her eyes like you guys are crazy. But all of those prophecies have come to pass in our life, she tells me that. I saw the prophecies come to pass in our life. In a class. Because at that time, I was determined I was going to pray in tongues without quitting. Hour every single day. My life has changed. Believe me, brothers and sisters, I'm giving you the truth. If you really want to know God, if that's your desire, do this. Because it's beneficial for every believer. I'm going to come back to that later. Teresa is not going to be today alone. She's going to be next Sunday. <laughs> she asked me, are you going to finish the sermon this? I said, I don't know. I got so much to say. I have a book written on this subject, you know. And God keeps giving more. To more understanding. Now, question. Do Christians who don't speak in tongues have the Holy Spirit? Well, that's a big question. It's a big question. Do they have the Holy Spirit? You know, in my life, I've, you know, as a Christian, you want to be nice, you know. And I believe that they have the Holy Spirit. So I told them, you have the Holy Spirit and I have the Holy Spirit. They said to me, well, I have the Holy Spirit just like you have. Why should I speak in tongues then? This is my end of matter. There's no need for that. But then I said it's such a scriptures. You can have the wine around you and you have a wine, new wine skin, but you have to let the wine in. 
you have to let the wine in. You have to let the wine in. Listen to this scripture. John 14, please bear with me because this is very important. This is basic. But it's foundation. The Bible says if the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? If the foundation is broken, you can be righteous going nowhere. What can the righteous do? I didn't say that. God said that. What can the righteous do? It says, Jesus says, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. When you receive something, it's part of your life. Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because, why? Because it neither sees him nor know him. They don't, the, the world doesn't know him. But you, he says to the disciples, you disciples, you know him. I didn't think, if I was a disciple, I'm looking at Jesus, where is him? Hello? But Jesus was affirmative. You know him. And he says to them, you know him, for he dwells with you. He dwells with you, and then notice what he says, and will be in you. He dwells with you. They know him. He was around them. He dwelt with them. But he wasn't in them. So when Jesus says he will be in you, what was he referring to? Can I suggest to you, can I submit to you, Pentecost. Pentecost. No other way. He will be in you. He's around you. They've done miracles, right? Read Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 9. They went out did miracles. Because the Holy Spirit was with them. You can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. David had the Holy Spirit on him. But not in him. For us, it's different. He's got to be in us. He can be around you. And you can be a great man of God. But it's got to be in you for you to do the work. Amen. So that's what it says. It will be in you. In you, will be in you. He was referring to no other date but Pentecost. Pentecost. Listen. This is the difference. He says in Luke, John chapter 16 verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Why? The Holy Spirit was not in them yet. Cannot guide them into all truth. They will be totally confused. Clear. Scripture. That's the way I like it. Scripture. If you're going to talk to me, don't come giving me your opinion. God's not have no respect for your opinion. Give me Scripture. And if you give me scripture and you're right, I'll change my mind. Instantly, I will, not, I will not resist it. Sometimes people come to me, a young man looking for a youth pastor. He says, I don't believe the Holy Spirit uh, speaking in tongues. I said, okay, so let's talk about it. And I gave him several scriptures. I said, interpret. I won't tell him what to, I said, you interpret the scripture to me. Just tell me what you think. 
finally says, okay, you are right. I say, okay, but I'm not hiring you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not hiring you because you will immediately go back to your work. I didn't interpret anything to him. I didn't tell him anything. I just gave him scripture, tell me what it means. He finally read it, then he hung his head down. Because you can't go against what the scripture is saying. You just can't. But I knew at that time, he's convinced, but he goes out again, the enemy will come and he's changed his mind. He can't be youth pastor for my kids. Please help me, God. <laughs> Don't want him. I gave him the left foot of fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Then listen to what it says. However, when he, the spirit of truth, what was he referring to? Pentecost. Pentecost. You can't bear it. You're just human. You know what I say to people with regards to prayer? Every time you start speaking in tongues, you have stepped out of the natural into the supernatural. That's what it is. If you stay there long enough, supernatural things will begin to happen to your life. If, if somebody had told me I would pray for a blind, when I was a new Christian, I would pray for a blind person and instantly their eyes open, I would tell them, you've lost your mind. But when I started doing this, nothing seemed that hard for me. I can trust God for it. And I've seen several eyes open, deaf ears open. But many times I don't even know what's going on. I've told you the story about me praying for a deaf girl in Georgia, young young girl. This great preacher, they called me the healing minister. And I would look at them like, you guys have lost your mind. I just speak in tongues. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I was praying the mother came she was crying and um, several people had been healed and she was crying she says uh, one of her ears is completely gone the other one is almost completely gone I said woman please don't cry I'm going to pray for your daughter so I, I put my hands just like I see in scripture Jesus put the hands I just follow what Jesus is and then command the devil to come out and then when I command the devil to come out, I have to release my hand a little bit to give him where to get <laughs> for him to get out of the womb, the child or the, whoever I'm praying for. But this time I was praying because the woman was crying. I was so passionate. I was crying out to God, heal this one. And the girl was saying to me, uh, sir, you can stop now because I can hear you. <laughs> and she kept going on and I kept yelling. Finally, I said, she's talking to me. And I kept quiet, and this loud voice, sir, you can stop now, I can hear you. Everybody burst out laughing. The great minister didn't even know what was going on. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not man. It's the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, you cannot bear these things now. He says, when he is come, what was he referring to? Pentecost. The day they received the Holy Spirit and he came into them. He will be in them. He came on that day. And believe me, every believer has this opportunity. 
Because the, Jesus says in, in Mark 16, These signs shall follow those who believe. They shall cast out devils. I've done that. By his grace. I've had demons speak to me. Sometimes challenge me. You can't cast me out. I say, shut up. You, you coming out. And they go. But most Christians don't know about that. They just go to church. I wasn't a pastor when I was doing these things. Because people think, oh, because you're a pastor. No, I wasn't a pastor. I just learned from the word of God. And that the word of God is true. And if you believe it, it will work for you. Just try it. That's what I did. I, I learned about this thing. I said, okay, God, I'm going to try it. I know you put your hands in the ears. You better work for me, God. Please don't. Because everybody's looking at you, wanting to see what's going to happen. But God shows up just like that. Not a split second. Not a split second. And every one of you here can do what, what I say, you know, some of the things I'm saying I've done. No, you can't. If you will believe the Holy Spirit and take that time to fellowship with Him. That's how you grow. You can't grow by just words. Today is how we can, it's like maintenance for us. How we can survive and do well in, 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 in life. And the disciples didn't hear those type of words. They were the masters. They were strong. People came to them for help. That's the truth. Amen. That's the truth. He says you can. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears. He says, but let me go to the next scripture. That's John chapter 14 verse 19. Actually verse 20. It says at that day. What day was he referring to? This was when he was talking to them. Preparing them. For his death. And then Pentecost. So he says, at that day, you will know I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. What day was it? When we get to heaven? Is that the day he was talking about? No, Pentecost. Hello? Pentecost, that's the day. What other day are you looking for? When we get to heaven, we already know we are in him. It was on that day, at that day, on that day of Pentecost, you will now feel it and, and you can see the life of Peter, you know, the way his life changed. He got full understanding of his mission. Nobody taught them how to organize the church. When Pentecost came, they knew what they were supposed to do and they organized. Before that, they were asking questions. Who is the, who is the greatest among us? It was all selfishness. But after that day, forget it. Focused. Because the Holy Spirit came upon them. You know what I know? The early believers, they didn't do what we're doing now. What we do today, the person gets saved. We don't even talk about the Holy Spirit at all. They can live for another 30 years without the baptism. But in their time, once you get saved, they want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the way we know. And because we've gone away from that, so we tell everybody, you have the Holy Spirit just as I have. No, you have the Holy Spirit with you. He dwells with you, but He should be in you. That's what I believe. He should be in you. I remember Charles and Francis Hunter. 
they were in Houston here. They believed all the scriptures concerning healing. And you can read it in their book, How to Heal the Sick. And they believed the scriptures. They went out healing the sick. She said, we just had a few people healed. And then somebody introduced them to the baptism of the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues. And as soon as they got filled, things changed. Several people were healed in their meetings, and now they became international ministers. From the day they got filled with the Holy Spirit, and it's in their book, you can read it, How to Heal the Sick, Charles and Francis Hunter. There's a big difference. There is a big difference. Don't forbid speaking in tongues. I'm not there yet. But Paul said, I thank my God and pray in tongues more than every one of you. But in the church, I would rather speak five words so that you can understand what I'm saying than 10,000 words in tongues. So when was he praying? When was he speaking in tongues more than everybody? At home. Hello. At home. At home. Speaking tongues, in tongues. That's how he got, we're coming to it, that's how he got so much revelation. More than Peter and the rest of them. This is the truth. This is the truth. And that's what I want at the Ark Fellowship. That's why I'm speaking on it. Because if I don't preach it, it won't happen to us. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. This is the truth. So we tell people, you know, you have the Holy Spirit. They don't want the Holy Spirit. They think they are up there, but, but basically they are totally being oppressed. They can't even deal with demons oppressing them. Depression, all kinds of things come into them. They don't know faith, worries all the time. Spend some time praying in tongues. Those things are out of your life. That doesn't mean you won't have troubles, but you won't be that worried and concerned and all of that. You know God has you, has you in his hand because of this. There's another scripture I want to go to just to just help you think. Think about these things. Some of these things people say. The scripture it talks about uh, Jesus appearing after his death. And, he, and then he met the disciples. And he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. I don't want to read the scripture, just tell you. Receive the Holy Spirit. So people say, oh, that's born again spirits. They received the Holy Spirit at that point. But guess who wasn't there? Thomas was not there. Hello? Thomas didn't get that breath on the Jesus breathing on them. Thomas was not there. And when Thomas appeared, Thomas was saying, I don't believe anything you're saying. I've got to see him with my eyes. I've got to put my hands in his side. He didn't believe anything. And Jesus didn't breathe on him to receive the Holy Spirit. He wasn't there. Jesus appeared seven days later. Remember? And, and Thomas believed that time because he could see. Seeing is believing, okay? He believed. And he said, my Lord and my God. But notice what Jesus didn't do. Jesus didn't breathe on him second time because he wasn't there. You know what I know? Jesus was breathing on them, preparing for them for Pentecost. Every one of them. Amen? He was preparing for them. 
He was prophesying what was going to happen. We've changed all of that. In their time, they were soaking weed. You can read scriptures. Even in Acts chapter 2, Peter speaking for the first time. He says, believe and be baptized and you shall receive the gifts that we, we, we just received. They didn't waste time. Paul, Acts chapter 9, why don't you, Daniel says, why don't you arise and be baptized and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. They were clear about it. Acts chapter 10, Cornelius is home. They all received the Holy Spirit. All of them. Acts chapter 8, he tells us that after the Samaritans had believed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they sent for Peter and John, who were the chief apostles because James had been killed by Herod. And they sent for the two apostles, leave their parishioner and, and their converts from Jerusalem all the way to Samaria. And he says, when they came, they prayed for them instantly that they should receive the Holy Spirit. We don't do that anymore. Why did that change? Mind, man's mind. They don't want to adhere to what God, the, the, the blueprint God is giving to us. Acts of the Apostles. Acts chapter 19. Paul says to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? In that time, and he said he prayed for them. He baptized them, and then he prayed for them to receive. And they all, 12 of them, spoke in tongues. In that time, that was urgent. He's no longer urgent in the church. We've missed it. In some circles, it's just social gathering. No change of life. But we have to go back to the basics. And the Holy Spirit will confirm what he says. Receiving the Holy Spirit is not a problem to me at all. Because all you need to do is believe and you will receive. It's very easy. The real thing is, (laughs) what do you do with your Cadillac that God gave you? You park it in the garage and tell everybody, I have a Cadillac in my home. They say, yeah, we don't see it. You got to use it. That's what the Christians have. Use the gift. Spend 15 minutes. 20 minutes. It's strange because when you start praying in tongues, I'm I'm being very open to you. When you start praying in tongues, I've done that and I'm hungry. I'm praying in tongues and I'm thinking about hamburger. And I'm thinking, this cannot be holy. How can you be thinking about hamburger and praying in tongues at the same time? You know why? Because the Bible says when you pray in tongues, <laughs> your mind is unfruitful. You don't know what you're saying. So your mind is there to wonder about, about hamburgers and fast food restaurants and who's... This, this is, it's just human. Hello? But that does not take away from what the Holy Spirit is doing with your spirit. Because we do not know what to pray for as we ought. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. We do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. We do not know what to pray for. No matter how smart you are, when God says you don't know, you really don't know. And if you say you know, you're dumb. (laughs) When God says you don't know something, you really don't know. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. The Spirit is the one that prays for us. And that through tongues. Okay. My time is up. Stand up and I quit. Come back next week. Yeah.
I still have a lot to say. I, I, I have a lot to say in this subject. The reason why I'm so particular about this is because I know what this has done for my life. It's really helped me. The day I discovered it, that was the greatest revelation for me. And everything has come out of that to today. And it's, it will be very wrong for me to keep that from people that God has put around me. If you have knowledge, maybe you will gain something more on this. But this is very crucial, believe me. The gifts. Um, there is somebody, I, I don't know if you're here or not, you've struggled with heart problems for some time. Um, earlier on, I had that word. But God's going to heal your heart where you don't have to worry about this problem anymore. God's going to heal that. I need you to receive that. But these are the things that happen. You are able to launch into something that nobody's taught you. And then watch God act on it. That's what I've seen. Teaching people how to receive the gifts without ever knowing what that it was. I'd never been there. My pastor was skeptical. But then the gift manifested. He believed. Because he saw what God was doing. It was so accurate. He's incredible. Can't take credit for it. But one thing that the Holy Spirit does is he gives you boldness. You remember that? He gives you boldness. Even though you know people are watching you and they may criticize you, something in your head says, I don't care. Amen? I'm just going to do it. And then when they see it, then they say, who? He's a real man of God. He was a man of God before he tried it. Okay? But that's what they think. But every one of you, a man of God, a woman of God, and God can use you greatly. That's what I want for our church. I'm excited when I see them teach. I'm excited when I see them pray for the sick and the people get healed. I'm just happy. I'm not competing with them. God do greater miracles with them. I taught them everything they know. Yes, I taught them everything they know. That's my joy. Amen? If you haven't received the Holy Spirit, it's very easy. It's the, most, it's the easiest thing. God said to me, if you can convince them to receive, I'll give them. He said to me, pray with them. And after they receive, you start speaking in tongues and tell them to join you. If they obey they will have the gift. Faith without works is dead. Don't just stand there and say, Holy Spirit, can you come and take my mouth and make me speak in tongues now? <laughs> it's your mouth. It's not the Holy Spirit's mouth. Okay? So you got to speak. But God said to me, if you open your mouth and start speaking in tongues, there will not be a split second. I remember this years ago. Not a split second. He won't allow you to say a word that didn't come from the Holy Spirit. Just like Peter stepped on the water from the boat, he didn't sink. If he, if he had dipped in a little bit, <laughs> knowing human beings, I'll climb back into the boat immediately. <laughs> He's not going to hold my weight. God is with us here this morning. Okay, so I'm going to pray for everybody. I don't know what you have received. But if you have a fear of speaking in tongues, Please talk to me or talk to one of our leaders here because you shouldn't be there. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, 
and of a sound mind. And if you have a fear concerning the Holy Spirit, something is not right. But God can take care of it. Amen? We're here together with you. So, what I'm going to do is, we're going to pray. And uh, just like in uh, uh, Luke chapter 11, from 9 through 11, he says, How much more shall your heavenly Father ask and it shall be given you? Seek, you'll find. Knock, it will be open to you. Everyone that asks receives. That gives me so comfort. I am everyone. I am see, I am everyone. I can receive. Everyone who asks receives. I know how to ask, so I can receive. Everyone who asks receives. And then verse 13 says, If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So if you're here this morning and you haven't known Christ as your Savior, just ask for forgiveness. That's given to you. Everyone who asks receives. And then as I pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit, believe. That's all you need. And then when I start speaking in tongues, God told me, command them to join you. There will not be a split second. If you hesitate, Jesus says, he who hesitates is not fit for the kingdom. Don't hesitate. Immediately, get out out of the boat, just like Peter did, and begin to speak. It may sound like a child, but the Bible says, you must be converted and become like a child. Okay? Da, 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 da. That's what kids say. And we say, he's talking. (laughs) You excited? This father is like that too. Amen? He loves us. He starts da da da, but God's going to change the language. It gets better. Amen? Are we ready? You guys don't seem to be excited. This is. <laughs> Are we ready? Are we ready to speak in tongues? Don't forbid speaking in tongues in church, right? That's what the Bible says. Are we ready? Okay, let's go praying. Let's ask, just like the Bible says. Father, say, Father, I thank you for giving birth to my spirit and to my heart. I believe that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I believe that you are the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus, fill me now with the Holy Spirit and enable me to speak with tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Thank you, Father, because I believe that I've received because I asked. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to pray for you, and then I will start speaking in tongues, and I command you to join me. It looks what I said, command you in his name to join me, okay? In his name to join me. And if you do that, the Holy Spirit is right there. Not a split second. It shouldn't be hard. What God gives is free for everyone. Okay. Father, I thank you. I know that you will confirm your words with signs following. That's what you said. And I believe you're doing that right now because you are in our midst. And God, as I speak to your people, I know that they have received. As I speak to them to speak, to join me, praying in tongues to our Heavenly Father as you have designed. Thank you, Lord, that you have answered that. And you will do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
So I'm just speaking in tongues. I need you all to join me. And say it out loud. Don't, don't whisper. That's fear. Say it out loud. God's here with us. He knows what we're doing. And he's working together with us. He's a co-laborer. Amen. Zore baba baba, you join me. Kanda re baba baya se baba kate. Roso konde le bakanda re baba. Rosa kante le bakando re basi baba. Rose kende le baba baba ya se baba. Roso konde le baba baya se baba. Resa baba kanda re baba kando le basika. Roshi kanda le bakando re basika ta. Roso kondo le baba. Re baba baba baya se baba. Roso konde le baba kanda re don't hesitate don't hesitate sometimes it feels like you are doing nothing but it's real believe me it's real you don't feel it but it's spirit thank you Lord Jesus if you started speaking in tongues today, when you get home, uh, spend about five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes. You won't regret it. Sometimes I'm praying in tongues and God's speaking to me. And it's an amazing thing. It just opens my mind to the scriptures. I can understand without being taught by anybody. And I know it's the Spirit. I don't take credit for that. And for me, I want everyone that God has placed in my life to excel whatever he's done in my life. I want that. I want it greatly. I rejoice in it. I rejoice in it. Because that's what he wants. To pass it on. And let them pass it on. And do greater work. That's what it is. Father, I just thank you. Please help us. Help us. Help us, oh God. Help us. Help us. Help us to walk the narrow way, God. In the name of Jesus. Help us to go the narrow way. You said broad is the way that leads to destruction. We will walk in that narrow way. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Pastor Larry, please come here. Take over. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you bow your heads with me as we're dismissed in prayer?
Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for those, Lord, that have come to know you today. We thank you, Lord, for those that have received the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. God, we just love you, and we thank you, Lord, for your presence that we feel. God, we just love you. We just praise you, Lord. Mm. I thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us. I thank you for being in our midst. I pray for that one that's out there that has an excruciating pain in their back. They can't find a place, they can't find a way to sit, to lay, or to walk without pain. I say to you right now, God says, trust me, believe in me, you shall be healed right now in Jesus' name. Get up and walk. Wherever you are, it's yours in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Go with us, Lord. Keep us safe. Keep your hedge of safety around us that no danger and no harm should come to us. Bring us back, Lord. But before you bring us back, let us spend time, Lord, in prayer. Let us exercise prayer in the Spirit. It says to walk in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. Let us pray in tongues this week more than we've ever done before, that your power, the wind of your Holy Spirit, the fire of your power will be in our midst. And we expect, Lord, the next time we come together for that power to be here, not only here, but in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go.